A proposed bill would require men to get a vasectomy at age 50, and a woman has been accused of posing as a photographer to drug moms and steal their babies. And Japan's lost and found system is insanely good. These are the weird stories for Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, my fellow friends. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I got some weird stories from around the world today. I hope you enjoy them. Let's do them. A proposed law in Alabama would require men to get vasectomies at age 50. Oh, no. A state rep from Birmingham filed a bill this week that would require Alabama men to get a vasectomy once they reach 50 years old or father three children, whichever comes first. Ooh, you're going to get a little choppy chop if you got three kids or you're 50 years old. This legislation was proposed by Representative Rolanda Hollis. And it says that a man will have to pay for the vasectomy, quote, at his own expense. Now, Rolanda, who's a lady uh, and doesn't have a, a penis, I assume, said that the bill is a response to last year's abortion bill. Um, so she's just trying to make a point like, hey, are you going to try and control women's bodies? Well, here you go. I'm going to propose a law to control men's bodies. She makes a pretty good point. We shouldn't be... Um, we shouldn't be controlling men's bodies, women's bodies, uh, everything in between. I don't know. There's mixed bodies these days. I don't. I don't know the names of these things because there's so many, and I don't want to offend anybody by trying to pronounce it, or th- whatever, or that those whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm just digging myself a hole right now. <laughs> just stop, Jonesy. Stop trying to wrap your head around the words, the new words in the gender department. Here's a quote from Rolanda. The vasectomy bill is to help with the reproductive system. And yes, it is to neutralize the abortion ban bill. It always takes two to tango. We can't put all the responsibility on women here. Men need to be responsible for birth control as well. Hollis explained that she is both pro-life and pro-choice. I do not believe that women should use abortion as a birth control, but I do believe that if if a woman is raped or if it's incest or anything like that, then she has the choice to do what she wants to. I have, I believe a woman has the choice to do what she wants to regardless because it's uh, her body. How about that? Is that a crazy thing to say? Yeah. And uh, although I have to say, I kind of am in favor of uh, forced vasectomies on men. Because <laughs> first of all, let's be real. A lot of men out there should be, shouldn't be procreating. All right. You, these, these people need to be stopped. It's nuts. It's nuts. You know, you know, the fathers that I'm talking about, these I just read a story about uh, parents who name their child Sativa and Indica. These are marijuana strains. I think those parents need to stop procreating. Whatever it takes, (laughs) they shouldn't be allowed. (laughs) Right? I mean, come on. We all have a friend that that had a baby that shouldn't have had a baby. You know the one, right? You know the guy. Usually some guy that from your past that you've witnessed do something horrible. Like my friend that Licked a toad to get high. Yeah. That guy shouldn't be allowed to have babies. But he is. He is. How are you going to be a dad and tell your kids not to do drugs when you licked a toad to get high? I want to know. Don't say no to drugs. Oh, you didn't say no to that that toad, dad, when you licked the toad's ass to get high. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people need need to be disallowed from the procreation process, in my opinion. Look, we got enough people as it is. We don't need any more. You kidding me? What do you think I got a vasectomy for? I realize we're overpopulated. And I realize that I, I don't have the scruples to properly uh, download uh, problem-solving 
software onto a baby. I just don't. That's a weird way to phrase it, but I think it makes sense. I like. I kind of like the uh, forced vasectomy thing. I'm, I'm going to say it sounds a little Orwellian, okay? It's a little uh, sort of like uh, fascist, but I kind of dig it. <laughs> I really do. How about this? Every baby that's born, right? Every male baby is a forced vasectomy, and then later in life... Guys, you have to prove that you're worthy enough to be a dad. There's so many shitty dads out there. Like, we need to do something about this process. They don't seem to be getting any better, okay? (laughs) I had two dads, okay? And nearly struck out on both of them. I didn't. I got lucky, but I nearly did. Uh, So, yeah. And by the way, this isn't that unreasonable. You had three kids already. If we do it the way that she's proposing. All right, let's not do it the way I'm proposing. That's really crazy. That's like very, you know, 1984, but like, or like Brave New World. But like the way she's proposing, 50th birthday or three kids. You're three kids in? Vasectomy? Sure, sure. That seems reasonable. Population. Do you guys agree? You think I'm crazy? Am I out of my mind here? Call the show, 646-450-2012. A woman has been accused of posing as a photographer to drug moms and steal their babies. (laughs) Oh, man. This woman has been posing as an amateur photographer. Uh, She allegedly fed a Washington state mother a drugged cupcake in an attempt to sedate her and steal her baby. She really wanted a baby. (laughs) This woman. The unsuspecting mom is from outside Tacoma, and she hired suspect Juliet Parker, age 38, from a Facebook ad in which she offered free... Newborn baby pictures in order to build her portfolio. Don't trust those Facebook photographers or anybody off Facebook ads, really. You got to be careful. They'll steal your baby after giving you a cupcake laced with who knows what. Oh, I want to find out what's in the cupcake. Should I have one tonight before my uh, show? (laughs) In three photo sessions with the mother. Three? It's a little overdoing it, don't you think? Uh, Three photo sessions with the mother and the newborn. Parker behaved very strangely, taking selfies with the baby and making sure to wipe her own fingerprints from objects around the house, authorities said. Huh? Well, after the first strange photo shoot with this lady, why would you hire her two more times? That's on you, mother. Whatever your mother, the mother's name is, I forgot already. You hired this lady once and she acted like a clown and did suspicious stuff to your baby. And then you were like, yeah, let me bring her back for more. What about that? Let's have this weirdo weirdo around my baby a couple more times. During the last visit on February 5th, Parker, who actually made a failed bid for mayor of Colorado Springs last year. (laughs) This this wacky photographer ran for mayor in Colorado Springs. That just shows you that anybody can run for mayor, right? It's just any old weirdo. Just throw your hat in the ring. How sad is it? Local politics. They're so ineffective and dumb. She brought her 16-year-old daughter and offered the mother a cupcake. Wow, she had her daughter involved in this? Come on, honey, we're going to go steal a baby. Mom's going to show you how to make Xanax cupcakes. <laughs> the victim ate the cupcake and suddenly felt very drowsy, very numb, and began to vomit, the authorities said. Oh, no. The victim told the firefighters. I don't know why firefighters were involved. It's a, it's a laced cupcake. It's not a, a flaming cupcake. The victim told the firefighters that she believed that she had been drugged. Police had uh, police did not identify what substance was in the tainted treat. Oh, damn. So, sorry, guys. No recipe ideas from this story. <laughs> 
The mother managed to kick this Parker photographer and her daughter out, then noticed her keys were missing, called 911. Well, they stole her car as well. Oh, they tried to steal the baby, then the car. Unbelievable, these people. Going to great lengths. The Pierce County deputies arrested Parker and her daughter. They face multiple felony charges. Authorities say Parker, who also goes by the name Juliet Noel and Juliet Gaines, targeted other women with girls younger than five weeks old in what authorities believed was an effort to steal the babies and raise the children as her own. Wow, what a nut job! This isn't Parker's first run-in with the law. In 2014, she was caught hiking at Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Washington and charged with trespassing and larceny. Ooh, some sort of hiking crimes. She went from hiking crimes to running for mayor to trying to steal babies. Very strange career she's had. Um, hopefully she's behind bars for a long, long time. We can't have we can't have uh, imitation photographers out there stealing newborns. It's just, you know, no one's going to... No one's going to... Take this. Just, I love the idea of this cockamamie plan that this woman had. Like she wasn't going to get caught. How do you... Like what's going to happen? The woman's going to wake up from her drug state and be like, well, I guess my baby's just gone. <laughs> I, I forgot all about that photographer that was over. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> How are you going to get away with this? Oh, man. I'm imagining her like, what if she tried to steal the baby without drugging the woman? It's like, all right, I want to take some photos of your baby. Okay, yeah. Now, could we take a photo of the baby near the door? Okay, cool. Now, open the door. Yeah, no, I think I want to take it. You know what? Your baby would look really good in the trunk of my Honda. <laughs> Let's take some photos within the trunk of my Honda. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Your baby would look good uh, in a crib in my own home. I'm going to take some photos there. I'll email them to you. <laughs> Don't worry. She's going to be in good hands. After all, I did. I once ran for mayor. I'm a quality individual. <laughs> if you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Japan's lost and found system is apparently insanely good. Phones left in taxis, briefcases forgotten under train seats, dropped wallets, abandoned umbrellas, misplaced purses, misplaced babies. Japan's 126 million residents lose a vast number of personal items every year but a remarkably high percentage of these items are returned to their rightful owners. Unbelievable. What a place filled with honest people where you actually get your shit back, unlike the country that I live in, where they sell your stuff on eBay. <laughs> a recent BBC story reported 83% of cell phones lost in Tokyo are eventually retrieved. That is unbelievable. 83%? Can you imagine? What is it in New York City? It's probably 8%, if that. By the way, by the way. I've uh, I've returned a cell phone before, and I've had a cell phone returned to me. I'm one scratch my back, and I scratch somebody else's back. But the majority of people I see in the U.S. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, free phone," and let's move on with my life. <laughs> uh, so how does this work? How does this efficient, shockingly honest system work? Well, the process begins at the local koban, which is uh, also known as police boxes. 
that form the basis of Japan's community-based approach to law enforcement. Uh, there's 6,300 kobans spread across the country. They're small, strategically located police stations that serve as most residents' primary point of contact with the police. Oh, so imagine a little police box in your neighborhood. What a great idea. They should, we should do this in the U.S. Across the sprawling metropolis of Tokyo, more than 4.1 million lost items were turned into the police in 2018, a number that has been rising in recent years. Nationwide, 26.7 million objects were reported missing in 2015. Wallets, purses, umbrellas are among the most common items turned in, along with cash. A record-setting... Wow, they even turned in cash. Imagine that. A country where you lose your, you lose your cash and someone brings it to the local police box. Unbelievable. Where the police then spend it on sushi. <laughs> Just kidding. A record-setting 3.8 billion yen was reported in 2018. Three quarters of that sum ultimately made its way back to their owners. Wow! I'm so blown away. And it makes me so pleased that, to know that I'm going to Tokyo in about 10 days. Cannot wait. Don't have to worry about losing my shit. I'll just show up at the local Koban be like, hey, man, uh, are you the American? Yeah, I'm the American. Did you lose your gun? Yeah, I lost my gun. Thanks for returning it. <laughs> I'm an American. I carry a gun everywhere I go. <laughs> JK, JK. Uh, so in Tokyo, after the officers fill in a report at the Koban on the lost item and the finder's identity, the items are held at the police box for one month before being sent to the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department's newly renovated Lost and Found Center. Damn, they got a lost and found center and it's newly renovated. It's probably pretty sweet. It's located in the Bunkyo Ward, six-story facility that hosts almost one million lost items. 7,000 square foot room dedicated solely to umbrellas. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ha! In 2018, 343,725 <laughs> umbrellas. 8% of all lost items were handed over. On, on a rainy day, the police accept about 3,000 lost umbrellas. <laughs> Holy shit. I would just show up every rainy day and just grab a new umbrella. Hi, I think that's mine. That one there, the black one. Once at the Lost and Found Center, each item is carefully logged and checked for personally identifying information that might assist in contacting the rightful owner. Look at how many resources and time goes into finding the owner of these lost objects. Unbelievable. This is a country that has no crime, clearly. No crime at all that they have... They have this much time on their hands to return people's umbrellas. Wow. The center also operates a searchable Japanese language lost and found website cataloging the lost items. If after three months the rightful owner cannot be found, ownership of most items may revert to the person who found it or to the municipal, municipal government. For some unclaimed items, such as clothing, musical instruments, and stationery, local governments may sell the goods to wholesalers who hold pop-up sales throughout the month. This is outstanding. Uh, this article goes on to talk about the railway stations, which are the most common point to return found items, the lost and founds within the within the subway systems and all this stuff. I mean, all of this says to me that this is a country that just is uh, pretty crime-free overall, I'd say, and uh, very considerate and honest. To me, it sounds like a real utopia. I mean, on the surface of things. I mean, I'm going to find out firsthand when I visit Japan in, in 10 days or so. But on the outside of it all, it just sounds marvelous. Amazing food. You got honest citizens that return your cash. Your cash. They return it to you. Huh. You know, I would love to see this in, in the United States. So when I um I get high and misplace my weed, <laughs> I can go to the lost and the local Koban 
in Los Angeles. Hey, man, anybody find my weed, man? Yeah. Come on, man, I gotta get high to record this next episode of Weird AF News, bro. Hey, weirdos, thanks for listening to another episode of Weird AF News. Please subscribe, like the podcast, give it a rating, share it with a friend or an enemy, or your life coach. <laughs> Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories. I want to thank everybody who sent them to me. Supremely helpful, of course. As always, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everybody who's reached out to me while I'm on my trip in Asia. I'm back from Taipei in Singapore. My next stop is Malaysia, and then I'm going to Japan. Uh, I've been getting a lot of messages, and I'm okay. I'm doing all right, you know? I'm healthy, and I'm wealthy. (laughs) Not really wealthy, but I'm pretty healthy. I could be... I actually am wealthier than I was before because somebody joined the Patreon. And it just made me so happy. I'm going to have to try and pronounce pronounce her name and I'm going to mess this up, I know. But I want to give some, some love all the way from Toronto, Ontario. Kat Mitchdish. Mitch, Mitchit? Mitchish. Oh my goodness. McKish. I'll bet you it's McKish. Did I say it right, Kat? Kat McKish. <laughs> she wrote. She joined the Patreon, by the way, which is amazing. And then she wrote me a personal note. In the Patreon. Hey, Jonesy, just wanted to let you know that your show is the highlight of my morning. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? You joining the Patreon was the highlight of my weekend, Kat. She writes, I've got you as my first played news podcast on my Google Home. I know you love that. I do. I love that. That makes me so happy. I love when you guys play me on your uh, Google Home as part of your news podcast. Some people reach out to me. They're like, I use you as my alarm. It's the first thing I wake up to. I'm like, that seems weird to me that you would wake up to my voice. But I kind of like it in a sick way. Uh Cat writes, news that makes me forget about all the other bullshit happening in the world, Jonesy. Excellent. Thank you for your service and don't ever stop. How could I stop, Cat? How could I? I mean, this is lovely. She writes, P.S. I'm from Toronto, Ontario. Ontario? Ah, blah. And good luck pronouncing my last name. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I couldn't even pronounce Ontario. Let's be real. <laughs> the public school. I also want to give some super love, super love to uh, Sean from Maui, who reached out to me on Instagram. Uh, Very touching message. Hey, Jonesy, I love the podcast. I spent a year living in a place with no internet or cable. I got pretty bored around the house. I would download episodes of your podcast when I was in town to listen to. I listened to all the episodes on Spotify uh, until I got caught up. Your voice echoing through the house was a common theme. My flatmate was mostly homebound as he was sick with cancer, so humor was much-needed medicine. He has since passed away, and I moved homes I wasn't really listening to the podcast since I moved, but started back up again recently. I have some catching up to do, so it looks like I might be stuck with the Alligators Everywhere song in my head again. (laughs) Yes, yes. The podcast is awesome. It was really a great thing for my flatmate to have to listen to when he was sick. I made him some ganja edibles so he could get stoned, sit back and laugh. Humor really got us through that. Funny shit, Jonesy. Keep it up. Keep it coming. Sean from Maui. Rest in peace, Johnny V, who must have been, uh, I assume was his flatmate. Rest in peace, Johnny V. I'm so proud um, and pleased to have been able to bring Johnny V some uh, some laughs before he before he uh, he passed on. Uh, messages like this make me feel like so good about what I do, you know, because um, you know sometimes I question like, what am I doing with my life? Uh, what, what we all need purpose, you know what I mean? I mean, I've been telling jokes on stage for like 14, 15 years and no one's ever come up to me and be like, you know what? Your stand-up comedy got me through cancer. No. But this podcast, I get messages all the time. Like, your podcast got me through the death of my grandmother. Your podcast got me through surgery. In this case, it got 
you know, Johnny through what he was going through. And uh, I'm just so grateful to be able to provide that kind of service um, to people. So thank you so much for that message. That really made me, uh, really touched me. Uh, Also got a message on Instagram from Veronica. She's uh, from San Antonio, Texas. She writes, love to listen to Weird AF News every morning on my way to work. Uh, Rather than all the depressing news, Jonesy, my day isn't the same without listening to your podcast. Rock on. Keep up the good work and be safe wherever you go. Veronica from San Antonio. P.S. Love the singing. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been doing much singing lately, but I'll get back onto it. I want to thank everybody who reached out to me. Um, It means it means much to me. You can reach me on Instagram anytime at Funny Jones. uh, And you can also email me funnyjones at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. And on Twitter at Funny Jones. Please, uh, if you can, join the Patreon like Cat did. Cat from Ontario. It's uh, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And uh, you can give Jonesy a couple bucks a month as uh, part of your little support to the show. Um, if you're a daily listener, please, you know, please consider. It would be extremely helpful. Buying me a cup of coffee a month, that seems fair. Um, and I drink a shitload of coffee, as you know. Check it out, and please follow me in my adventures in Asia. Uh, you can do so on the Patreon, as a matter of fact, where I just uploaded a video of me uh, trying something called knife massage. Yeah, getting massage, massaged with knives in uh, Taiwan. Pretty cool. I also uploaded some of the funniest Asian music videos I've ever seen. <laughs> someone someone forced me to watch these Asian music videos that were so bad and they were hilarious and I'm like, I got to share these somewhere. Where do I put them? Of course, on the Patreon. Why not? <laughs> I figure you guys could use a weird laugh in there. Uh, so yeah, check out the patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I'll see you tomorrow.